I see with my own naked eye. I gotta cut the cord and fall away. That instinct I can justify. And on, please. Dumois has the whole story. Did, did you it? hear what Dumois, Dumois said? Dumois. Who is it? Oh, can you believe this blind item? Dumois was on that story a long time Sunday ago. Sunday mean celeb sightings with Dumois. I just DM'd Dumois. I cannot believe what I just read about I on Dumois. I need more. I need to hear more. Hello, and welcome to Do You, the show where you'll hear all the latest in celeb gossip and special exclusives that are not shared on my Instagram or anywhere else. I'll be your guide into the world of celeb news, sightings, and secrets. I will be giving you all of the information I have on your favorite topics every week. This week, we're talking about the Super Bowl, Beyonce at the Sphere, an update on the White Lotus Season 3 casting, Maddie Healy, Bella Hadid, Justin Bieber, Kendall Jenner, Taylor Swift, Paul Mescal, and more. We're discussing all of this with Vanessa and Natalie, hosts of the weekly podcast, Infamous. Let's get started. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, Two Doors Cinema Club, Whitney Cummings, and many more for way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's livenation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Here on Do You, we do not like misleading info. That's why I do my best to be transparent with the most up-to-date intel on all of your favorite celebs. You can trust that I will never intentionally dupe you. Sadly, in life, we do have to deal with a lot of sneaky terms, annoying bill hikes, and exorbitant fees that we did not anticipate. We call that yada yada. Here on Do You, we do not like yada yada. Now, you could spend all of your time combing through contracts, or you could just skip the hassle and go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile, helping you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. Never settle for less. I know I never do. And now that I don't have to worry about sneaky yada yada, I have time to dedicate my time to making the best content for you guys. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Ferris is unfortunately not with us today. There is a huge snowstorm that has hit the East Coast and she is snowed her driveway. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. Um, she, she, her car's not shuffled out yet, so she couldn't come over. Um, but I have two lovely co-hosts. I'm so excited to talk to Vanessa and Natalie, who host the weekly podcast, Infamous. Vanessa has been 
a journalist for years, reporting for such publications as Vanity Fair, Rolling Stone, and New York Magazine. And Natalie just informed me <laughs> that <laughs> she wrote the infamous article about Kylie Jenner being crowned the youngest billionaire for Forbes magazine. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Wait, I have to ask you, Natalie. I, this wasn't on the docket, but now since you just dropped this bomb <laughs> that you <laughs> that you wrote that article, um, what can you tell us? Like, did you interview her at her offices, and was Chris there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so I am lucky to have spoken to. Kim, Chris, and Kylie uh, multiple times at this point over the years. But for that specific Forbes cover story, I went to Chris Jenner's house in Calabasas, the, you know, the one that was historically used for keeping up with the Kardashians with the black and white tile floor that has since been given, I believe, to Rob Kardashian. Um, and so, but, you know, they still used it for filming and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, I went and I interviewed Kylie there uh, with Chris in Chris's sort of amazing kind of like dark office that has these carefully curated pyramids of colorful books. And uh, at one one of the times that I went there, there was a huge blown up cover of, um, I believe it was Kendall's first Vogue cover. Uh, and yes, this is the toilet that infamously has, I mean, how many times can we say the word infamous, but this is the, uh, toilet that has the black toilet paper. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about that, which I is, think I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it on an episode. I think I feel like I've seen it. I know the bathroom you're talking about. I know exactly, exactly. what you're talking about. It's, yeah. it's sort of got a very classy with a K. Exactly, classy with yeah. a K. It's <laughs> it's sort of like uh, very golden kind of taps is how I remember it. Um, but yes, that I went there and I talked to both of them. And was Kylie humble in her? answers because I would imagine yeah. the nature in which you were interviewing her yeah so I went there um you know really to figure out how big Kylie Cosmetics was and and what was going on with the company um because I'd been hearing at that point for a couple of years that Kylie Cosmetics was doing amazingly well and uh that that I ought to go ought to go check it out so um in my specific to answer your question my specific meeting with Kylie uh, I, I was personally struck by how young she seemed. I think when somebody has been famous for so long, you kind of forget at, that at the time that I spoke to her, she was only 20 years old. Like she could not legally drink yet. And despite her image being plastered everywhere and having been on TV since she was 11 years old, you know, I found her a little bit, um, shy and, and slightly more reserved than, one might expect like you know Vanessa and I are used to I would say Vanessa even way more than I am talking to tons of of really high level high caliber celebrities who sort of the minute you walk in the room you're just bowled away by their star power charisma like that thing and Kylie was just like much more of a quieter more reserved personality which I thought was surprising and she was totally, every time that Natalie asked her, like, a financial question, she would ask her mom. 
I mean, that's the thing. Yes. It's just like when you really look at the interview, she was like, uh, well, mom, what? Mom, what should I say? And then Chris, it like sort of answers Natalie. But then at other points, she's like, I just, I need to ask my financial girl. I'll get back to you. You know, it's like a very funny triangulation dance. Yeah, yeah. We play some of those clips on our on our podcast. Um, but yeah, that's that's exactly it's right. crazy to hear that. That's exactly right. <laughs> Do you think that's because she didn't know the answer or she just didn't want to say the wrong thing or both? I think both. I mean, Kylie really struck, Lee, struck me as much more of kind of a creative director than, uh, you know, uh, the business brains behind the operation, which probably shouldn't be surprising, you know, um, that her mom was so involved and sort of like pulling the strings in a lot of ways. Right. I don't think anyone's surprised about that. Um, okay. Well, thank you for that little peek inside that very infamous um, <laughs> article. Uh, yeah. Let's get into the topics of the week. We have a couple things that we need to clear up first because here at Do You, when we make a mistake, we say so. Um, I, I like to call it humble journalism even though we don't really consider ourselves journalists. Um, but that actually, I would like to get your your take on that. I, I have this whole rant that I go on that, you know, why can't publications admit when they get things wrong? Because I've seen many celebrity type publications post headlines and articles that are not accurate. Why Why don't they ever clear it up? Wait, but they can't because of legal reasons. Don't you think? Like they have to say we stand by our story. I don't story know. I don't know. Until... I'm, I'm, I'm asking two journalists. I don't know. What do you well, guys think? I, I think there's. <laughs> I think there's a big difference between journalism and like celebrity slash tabloid journalism, right? Like the world Vanessa and I come from is very much like if if something is incorrect, the publication is going to back in the day print a correction or mm -hmm. you know update the web story with. Uh, you know, we misspelled the name of XYZ person. I have to be honest, I've never worked at, at a people or an us or a, a, a page six. I, I, I don't really know what they, how they deal with that. So if you're telling me they never print corrections, then um, yeah, I, I just don't know. I think they have it pretty, I mean, honestly, I think I know a lot of people who've worked at those places and they have it pretty locked down most of the time. It just may be that the source who's telling the story is sort of full well, of it, that, yeah, right? Well, that's, that's like my point. The, yeah, that's my point. Yes. The, yeah, after the like $75 tip or just wants to feel like important and is like, I'm going to drop this information there. But I think that legally it's very difficult for some place like People Magazine to say, um, we step away from this because, you know, it just tarnishes their brand. What if they had to do that every day? Then people would be like, why am I even buying this? Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But I mean, I guess my point is that the only people that actually know the 100% truth in a situation are the two people involved, usually. So there's so much out there. And not even them well, sometimes. Right. Because they, <laughs> so, see, well, they right, see right. it so totally right. differently. Um, okay, anyway, I digress. <laughs> but wait, isn't this what you do? Isn't this what your what your brand is, though? Is like, you know, the things that people are hoping are true and you're like getting the real scoop because only anonymous people will actually tell you the but truth. But they're not anonymous to me. I think people get very confused oh. by that. And I think that that's obviously 
that's obvious. Like Casper, the friendly ghost is not like sending in tips. Like I, I could, I, I have people's names. I have some people's places of work. I have, I have proof that people send me of things that they are saying to back up their story. I just don't always print it just like any other, you know, gossip story. I, I would assume that they would have that same type of due diligence. Some things that I post are rumors and you know, it doesn't have that type of information to back it up. And I'll be very clear about that. That That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if I post a rumor, I'm going to say this is a rumor and I don't know if it's reliable. But if I'm if I'm saying something and it is reliable and I have proof to back it up, then I'll say that as well. So that's what I. But don't you. F- how do you feel when it's like the best piece like the juiciest piece of gossip and you know in your heart of hearts like your intuition says this is right but the person won't give you his her their name but they always give my they always give they always give their name because the juiciest pieces of gossip are usually coming from people's people's accounts or emails that have that have names not always but I'm saying of late I'm not gonna die on the cross over a piece of gossip that I can't easily follow up with right 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 no of course but it's still like oh it must be so annoying you know it's annoying to not be able to prove things that I know are true because I'm not right authorized to release certain information that's annoying yes very annoying (laughs) yeah we've we've all been there (laughs) but but yeah but I mean I you know, kind of have to say, like, just take my word for it or don't. And if I do, I think that, like, if people that have been following the information that I provide for a long time know that if I don't know something, I'll say I don't know it. And that that brings that brings me to our first topic, which is Beyonce at the sphere. This was something that was posted to my account over the weekend. And it all started with a DM from a non-anonymous person um saying my brother is in Vegas right now was supposed to go to the Super Bowl but decided to sell his tickets anyway why while he was there he heard Beyonce will be doing a residency at the sphere this summer he wouldn't reveal his sources but he's not into any kind of celeb gossip normally so I believe it that was followed up with another DM from a non-anonymous person saying you've probably heard I'm sorry, you've probably already received this tip, but have been told Beyonce announcing the sphere soon. Not sure if it's related to her Verizon ad slash I haven't heard anything about it. Followed up by another tip from a non-anonymous person who said, I heard Beyonce is announcing residency at the sphere during the Taylor Swift game. Now, we know she didn't announce a residency. So what is one to think? Is one to think that people got the information wrong because the sphere was featured in her Verizon commercial. So did people get the information wrong because the sphere was in the commercial and people, you know, you play the game of telephone and and things get misconstrued or is an announcement coming? Now, in addition to this, somebody who I know would know the answer told me that there's not anything in writing or contract with Beyonce and the sphere. There was only interest on her part and sort of like, um, you know, feeling it out, what it would look like if she did a residency there. So this is something that I need to verbally clear up because I feel like there's a lot of moving parts to this. Um, But yeah, so when you get three tips from non-anonymous people, one one of these people 
did tell me where this information came from. Um, and they still stick to the information because I went back to them after the Super Bowl and I said, she didn't announce anything. Like, do you think that people got confused because there's a sphere in her Verizon ad? And this person said, um, no, my source is saying. No, no, no. But wait, can I just say something that I think, A, they got confused. <laughs> like, people are jumping to a little bit of conclusions. B, Beyonce at the Sphere makes perfect sense, and everybody wants her to do that. The world wants that to happen. Every single seat would be taken. Third, she very well may be talking to them about it, but it's not set up yet, right? Like, would she really announce the new album and then like one day later be like, I'm at the sphere? No, she would like roll these, both of these things out very slowly. And it's going to take a while for them to work out some sort of contract like that. Like if it's just at the interest level, nothing is happening. Right. And I thought it was interesting that the sphere was in her Verizon ad. So I thought maybe that was like an Easter mm. egg to the fact that she will be announcing something right. soon. But I just know that people were disappointed that, I posted these tips that I clearly said, listen, I don't know if it's true. I don't have the sphere on speed dial to be like, hey, is this true? <laughs> but where there's smoke, there's fire. So, you know, that's where the lines get a little blurred. But now the sphere is also like this iconic thing that's probably going to be in like tons of commercials because art directors are just going to be like, oh, it'd be like cool to have the sphere in there because like everybody knows the sphere now. You know? I guess. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like. I, I don't know. Maybe it was she was trying to tell us something. That is also possible. Or tell the people at the Sphere, like, hey, look at this. Now everybody's talking. Yes. About me possibly being at the Sphere. It seems like it would be fairly valuable booking. Right, guys? Maybe you yes, guys should that's pay me more. Point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting point because the person who would know this information, who told me that nothing signed, sealed, delivered yet, did sort of intimate that you know, there could be a conflict there behind the scenes of like why nothing has been definitely booked yet. So that's right. an interesting observation on your part. But anyway, my point is, I just wanted to clear that up. Um, I don't, I don't think the rumors are circulating for no reason. I think it's just a wait and see game at this point. So I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't cry in your lemonade. Who would you most want to see? Who would you most want to see in this? Yeah, I would. I would fly to Vegas and see Beyonce in a minute. Oh my god! Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody would. Yeah. It would be like the best thing to happen to that town since the Super Bowl. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <In terms> of, <laughs> like. <laughs> absolutely. Oh my god. Okay. The next item that needs to be cleared up is some White Lotus casting news. At the beginning of January, I wrote a blind item. That stated, this hit show's cast isn't complete just yet. A major actress-singer is expected to join the cast. Fans will not be disappointed. Cut to yesterday, Blackpink's Lisa joined the cast of season three of White Lotus. People were messaging me saying, is that who The Blind is about? Um, I wanted to say, no, that's not who The Blind is about. The Blind was about another singer-actress who declined the role and it wasn't Lisa's role who declined the role on season three of White Lotus who went to sex education actress Amy Lou Wood that is who got 
the role instead of um, the A-list actress singer who the blind item was about. I don't think I'm authorized to say who the blind item was about, but if you Google what Amy Lou Wood looks like, she kind of has the same look as this A-list actress singer. So I guess that that specific role was going to a certain, you know, like typecast and the A-list singer said, no, thank you. She passed. And now Amy Lou Wood will be um, filling that role. It's not Lisa of Blackpink. I That was a surprise to me. I didn't know that was happening. But regardless, very excited for season three. Did you ladies watch The oh, White Lotus? Obsessively, every single episode. Oh, my God. And I cannot wait. This one's going to be in, th- or it's set in Thailand, right? Yes. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for that. And they always have fantastic casting. And, you know, I think what Mike White has said so far is that it's, perhaps exploring Eastern religion or where Eastern culture bumps up against Western. And I don't know. I think it's going to be great. But is Jennifer Coolidge possibly going to come back and they're going to be like, she's not dead. She's been reincarnated as the Buddha in Thailand on like the Koh Samui like resort. I have no idea if she's coming (laughs) back or not, but my theory is that it will be a prequel. Like if oh, like, cause it, oh, that's because it wouldn't make sense to get rid of Jennifer Coolidge. Like she's such a fan favorite. So why not set it earlier in time? Perhaps maybe even remember how in season one, I believe it's season one where she's like getting rid of her mother's ashes. Like what if this is yeah. her with her mom there or something, or maybe one oh, of her yeah. ill-fated sort of previous relationships or marriages or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Free ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it would be. And you know, if you've noticed Jennifer Coolidge whenever she's asked about it she kind of says like I don't know maybe I'm coming back as a ghost like I've heard her say that before so I feel like maybe they do have something up their sleeve that is being kept under super tight you know wraps which would be amazing I love that idea Totally. And it would be so like Mike White to do it because if you look at his interviews, he's like, there's just a dead body because like, that's what you have to do in drama. And that's like what a cable, you know, like a streamer wants. They're just like, oh, it's like true crime. But like, I don't really care about like, who's dead, who's not dead. Like, I'm just here to do like the crazy cringe, you know, writing between these characters and make everybody look like a monster right um my favorite thing about mike white is that he was on survivor oh yes <laughs> was he? yes wait i have a piece of gossip about him Please. also can i just tell Please. you that i went to wesleyan which is like a small university in connecticut and it famously had um you know G- janine bassinger who's this big film critic it has like all her archives and all of these very famous like directors and producers and Hollywood people have come out of Wesleyan. And I saw him once at a film screening and I went up to him. This was like before Enlightened, just when he was just a person. And I was like, hey, you know, you went to Wesleyan like I did too. And he was like, no, I didn't. And I was like, but you, but you really, you did actually go to Wesleyan. <laughs> he was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, oh my God, is that really what you're doing? Because you just don't want like random people to come up to you and try to like strike up a conversation <laughs> before you went to college. It was one of the weirdest things ever. But it makes, I mean, it sort of makes perfect sense with how odd he is. And he's so like individualistic and private. He writes everything himself. You know, he doesn't have like a single person helping with him. He's just like a introverted 
you know, sort of weird guy. That's so funny. And I think he's become a very powerful figure in Hollywood because of the show, because the person who told me about the A-list singer actress who was up for this role didn't want me to post anything about it. She's like, I'm scared of Mike White. And I was like, can I please make a blind item of it? And she was like, okay, fine. That's why I don't want to say who the A-list singer is because I don't, you know, I don't want to get my sources in trouble. But she literally said, I'm scared of Mike White. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the thing we've just figured out that like the sort of scariest white Lotus character of all, like the most demonic one. Oh my god. Oh gosh. Cue all cue all the DMs I'm gonna get for people who from people who've worked with him saying how amazing and lovely he is. No, I haven't heard anything anything bad about him. We're just making a joke, everyone. Please don't take this seriously. He is just a lovable munchkin, I know. Um okay, the next topic of the week is Maddie Healy. When you look at bags of dog food, you see pictures of bright carrots and juicy steaks. But when you open the bag, all you get are burnt, smelly pellets. Dog food needs some fresh thinking. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy. Dogs will eat anything. Just because they'll eat it, does it mean it's healthy food? This is why I love Farmer's Dog. It's real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. Just tell them about your dog, and they'll deliver personalized, vet-developed recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portioned, ready-to-serve packs, conveniently delivered on your schedule. Dog people all across the country have ordered millions of meals from the farmer's dog. It's never been easier to invest in your dog's health with fresh food. We have partnered with Farmer's Dog for a while and have stayed loyal because of the Farmer's Dog commitment to quality always. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash D-E-U-X-U. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash do you. Somebody sent me a DM last week and said, hi, dude, the 1975 had their first show back for the last leg of their tour today. And at the end of one of the songs, Maddie went on a bit of a rant saying, do not come for me. You know who you are. I'm as mental as I speak. Don't fuck with me. So this person wanted to know. It's so unhinged. I love it. It's an unhinged rant. This person wanted to know if I had any insight on who he was referring to. Now, I I sat on this for about a week, and then it came up in the Q&A today. I did reach out to somebody when that person DM'd me because I was curious. I was like, I want to know who he's talking about. But I didn't post it until yesterday. So I posted that I did have some insight based on a source who – has given me a lot of 1975 information in the past. I do want to say this person is anonymous in full transparency, um, but based Mm -hmm. on information that they have given me and gotten correct, um, I'll tell you guys what they said. I didn't want to put it on Instagram because the 1975 fans are aggressive and I wanted to have a peaceful week in my DMs. (laughs) (laughs) 
and in my comments and I just didn't feel like posting about it. You know, it's been a really crazy two weeks. The level of aggression and anger on the internet. And I don't even mean towards me. I mean, people fighting in the comments at each other. Of course, people, you know, saying shit to me. That's like, you know, that's like just another Tuesday. But people being mean to each other. I had a shut off comments on one post because somebody went after somebody's kid. I guess they like looked at their profile mm. and they were bashing their kid. I was like, this is ridiculous. Oh I had a shut off comments on two posts because the anger and aggression behind the comments that were being left was just so disheartening and alarming. Like, why can't we all just be but nice to each other? is this related to Taylor no, Swift? Or are you no. just saying it's something in the air? I'm saying it's something in the yeah. air. One of the posts was an F1 post. People were so angry that I was even speaking about F1. Meanwhile, the name of the account is Demois Curators of Pop Culture, not experts of pop culture. So we, what we do for people who don't understand that is just curate information that we receive and present that information to the public. On this particular reel, that's exactly what it was. I gathered information from everyone who wrote in and read it. And people were so upset that this wasn't insider information, which I never said it was. They were just like really, really aggressive and mean about it. I, I just shut off comments because... The best thing you could do when you're dealing with trolls is shut off their bloodline. And that is like the the, the ability to comment. So <laughs> goodbye to that. But um, anyway, so I didn't post any of this information because I wanted to have a peaceful week. So let's let's backtrack to what, again, I'm going to repeat what Maddie said. He said, don't come for me. Trust me. You know who I'm talking to. You know who you are. I'm as mental as I seem. Don't fuck with me. Trust me. Now, I will say that some fans wrote in and said, Maddie does performance art. This is this is not this is not, you know, directed towards anyone. Right. This is part of his shtick. He does this all the time in all of his shows. Okay, fine. That's that's one viewpoint on it. My source said that his rant had more to do with the hardcore Swift fans than it does with Taylor. There are songs about him off the upcoming album. I know the Swift fans are going to try to get him canceled again. They just love to pull things out of context. They've gone as far as death threats, prior, and doxing. Oh, my God. It's more so geared towards those crazy ones, not a Taylor versus Maddie thing. Okay, don't come for me. That is what this person is saying. Somebody else messaged me, and a lot of people think this is the reason. Um, Maddie Healy was speaking about Rinna. She made a big statement at Glastonbury last year about him owning her masters as part of her label, Dirty Hit. So we have a three-way split on who he was referring to in this rant. It was performance art, the Swifties. Wait, and, okay, Rinna. can I just say something? Yeah, say, say it Can away. I just say that... If he does this all the time at his shows, how come we didn't see like 500 of these? Because there is no way when every single thing was being picked apart by him that nobody took a video camera of him like doing this. And he didn't sound like it was performance art at all. It sounded totally real to me. It sounded like he might be a little like drunk or something. There, there are a lot of videos of him saying different things in between songs at his concert. Um, there was a video of like 
kissing one of his bandmates like that oh, that yeah. that went viral but this like angry this angry and unhinged you know though? i can't speak to that because i haven't seen every single 1975 like you know song break <laughs> <laughs> i can only speak yeah. to the ones i've seen um yeah i've seen him like speak in a passionate way before and you know i can't say for sure if it was one of those three things that people think it is. Only he knows he was referring to. So this is a perfect situation where, like, only the person knows who exactly he was referring to. Yeah. You know, we could just speculate at this point. Yeah, and he's not thinking to himself, like, oh, this is going to go viral because of Taylor. He's just, like, in the moment expressing it. It could be about some other person he's dating's ex-boyfriend who's, like, in his face, right? Like, he's not thinking Yeah, about it could it. be about someone that we didn't, even just name um and for anyone who doesn't know at this point i think everyone knows um taylor announced her new album the tortured poets department at the grammys and people were very quick to say that the name of the album is a nod to joe alwyn's tortured man club group chat that he has with paul mescal and andrew scott so then she released her track list and people were trying to analyze wh- who, I should say, not what, but who each song was going to be about. And there's a song in there called like Goodbye London or See a London or something. So I think that Joe Alwyn was very specifically singled out for who the album is going to be about. One of my sources told me, quote, it's very much a few romantic endeavors. Let's just say there are more than one song about Maddie Healy. Um, This was in the Demond newsletter this Sunday and also sent out to subscribers. If you guys um, aren't a Demond newsletter subscriber... I suggest always got to plug the newsletter. My, my, my podcast listeners know it's like an inside joke, but not really. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so anyway, that's all I got a whole lot of speculation. Um, can I just say a little bit of a side note, but if any, if any of my group chats were ever made public, the titles of them or anything else, I would die. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, is that Joe Alwyn, I think, offered that information in a in an interview. Oh, like, God. okay, so I have heard, I have heard that Joe wants to talk. To, Joe is ready to Taylor to tell about about Taylor. Oh, about Taylor. That Joe's out okay. there. That Joe is no. That Joe's out there hanging out there, and he is ready to like confess all that happened like oh this is a tip for you maybe you want to strategize how to talk to him um yes and I was like I'm not doing that kind of work anymore no are you ca- <laughs> like, I don't do oh, that as much they were telling but- they were telling you to, to write the article yeah they were telling me like okay I was looking into the Geller situation so we you know our our podcast we do a lot of stuff on it that we have actually reported ourselves. So I wrote her first Rolling Stone cover. I, you know, when Fearless was coming out. So I went like all over the country with her. I was in her house in Hendersonville, blah, 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 blah. So we did something on Infamous about her. Obviously, like we love her, think she's amazing. Um, But as I was doing that, we interviewed one person about the Geller conspiracy. And I am an actual reporter who like knows a lot of people in New York, you know, who's written for Vanity Fair and Rolling Stone my whole life. So I have a lot of sources. 
And I was talking to somebody who is a boyfriend of one of the models she used to hang out with. And I was like, is there anything to Geller? Like, I just want to know. Like, you've been to her house 60 times. Like, tell me what it is. And he was like, absolutely not. Never heard that ever. But he was like, you know who you should be calling is Joe. Because Joe is ready to sort of on the DL tell how that relationship all went down. Okay, two things. And I was like, oh. Two things. This is major. Okay, first <laughs> of all, I love the fact that you just shot down Gaylor because I'm with you. I never subscribed to any of that, really. People yeah. people would ask me about... She's just an ally. She's trying to be an ally. She's trying to be like, I'm with these people. She's doing it from like a place of... A, like a good Of course. Place, and, you know, people, you know, people would always ask me since the inception of the account four years ago, what's... What went on with her and Carly Kloss? And I have to tell you, like, I've said this. I think I've said this in podcast episodes. Nobody really knew. I had, like, one or two messages that I couldn't tell if it was from just a fan regurgitating the rumor. But nobody really, nobody knew. Nobody had any information, which to me, it means it was all bullshit. You know, like, all all the rumors right. were bullshit. I mean... You can't keep that... You can't keep that quiet. I know people will say, like, lesbians are really good at keeping things on the DL. Like, gay men are not as good or blah, blah, blah. They'll come up with these theories of why nobody ever has this information. But at some point, you have to say, nobody has this information except for one blurry photo... Like, taken on a balcony during a show where they easily could have just been hugging, you know? Like, or, like, pecking on the cheek or something. It's so hard to see, don't you think, in that photo what's happening? Yeah, I think it's hard to see. And I also think that there was a time in our society, and maybe it's still now, although I think there it's been a shift. And this was a little bit after... Um, you know, I was in my 20s, but there was a time when like girls were just making out with their girlfriends in bars. Then that didn't it was just a yeah. thing they did when they were drunk. And that didn't mean that they were lesbians or that, you know, they were in the closet. It's just something that happened. And I, right. I don't know if the people who are perpetuating the rumors are too young to remember this time, but it was very much like a thing. I think actually it was around the time like of Jersey Shore. Whatever years that was that that right. came out, um, so it could maybe that was like it. Also, who knows? You know, like it, it doesn't mean that she likes you know women romantically. I don't think that's just my opinion. Right, and like who cares and, if she well, does? Yes. But at the well, same time, at the end of the day, who cares? Who like, she does, which is. Yeah. Right. But it is it is it is like when you look at her and Travis, you're like, OK, if she's like a closeted lesbian, then we all feel really yeah, stupid no, right absolute, now. Right. Absolutely like, not. And, it's a little too much of a trick yeah. that she wouldn't do that much of a trick. Well, and also I would say where Vanessa has hung out with Taylor, I've hung out with Carly Kloss for a story several years ago. And we obviously did. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Have we never talked about this? <laughs> Carly. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. I wrote a big profile on her um, when she was doing all of like her girl code school things um and and really trying to make that pivot from from model to kind of personality and she had like that freeform tv show and all that kind of stuff anyway i hung out with her very nice very lovely very beautiful nothing i have nothing really to report uh she, there she didn't seem gay at all <laughs> if that counts for anything <laughs> if that if that vibe check counts yeah. for anything but yeah i mean i think a bigger thing is like she was managed by scooter Braun's management company uh, and that has always been part of it to me where I'm like, you know, when somebody is trying to make it and expand their career and you're working with somebody 
that one of your closest friends is in a fight with or hates or whatever it might be, you know, things can get tricky from a business perspective. Yeah. I mean, I've met Carly Kloss and she was nothing but lovely and nice. And to me, she just gave off kind of like awkward vibes. Do you know what I mean? She was like shy and awkward. Totally. So sometimes those that can get misconstrued into something that's not. I'm not saying misconstrued that her and Taylor are in a relationship. I'm just saying in general. Um, yeah. I mean, models, a lot of models are shy and 100%. awkward and like gawky, yeah. right? Yes. Like you can't, it's just, it's, they're not, it's, there's like this perception that they're all like dancing on tables right. and they're really like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're PJs. No, like at home. 100%. The second thing I wanted to say is um, I heard the same thing about Joe Alwyn. Um, oh my god! So okay. I, 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 <laughs> I petition for you to take this on because don't you think that once the album well, once the album comes out, there's going to be so much speculation, and that's all it's going to be is speculation because we only have heard one side of it. So why not why not share your perspective? I know he's a very private person, and he probably is so mortified that his name is even being brought up in this because when you break up with someone, you just want to move on with your life, you know? And yeah, well, but it's interesting. Like, is he going to be on the cover of GQ telling the story? Like, is that the move? Is his publicist going to be like, okay, here's the deal. We're going to keep this super controlled. We're going to give like 45 minutes to like a GQ writer that we really trust. And you're going to drop like three pieces of information or is he going to talk to, you know, somebody like me totally sort of on background or drop stuff to you, have it dribble out like that? Like, I don't know. But he, I mean, both you and I could not have heard this unless there's some movement and he is considering his options. Uh, well, right? I, I had heard early on, like around the time of when they broke up, like, you know, he was frustrated with the narratives that were being but put about out there. what what's he frustrated about he the narrative he feels like he's the wronged party uh, about yeah. the, well mm-hmm. not wrong but maybe just people are creating narratives just speculating and you know how like anything with taylor swift goes viral do you know what i'm saying it's like it's not right. insular yeah so i heard that around the time that they broke up now you know now that this album is out you know this might just push him over the edge get get in there vanessa what are you waiting for well yeah okay we'll see see. I mean I try not to do this as much the problem is it's like I'm also an access journalist you know so I want to still be on like the good list of you know all the big publicists who are able to be like oh who should we book for this not that magazine covers are that big a deal anymore but like I still want to you know interview Emma Stone right and it's really hard oops sorry um, it's really hard to both get the booking to interview Emma Stone and also be the person who wrote, writes like, you know, the slagging of Taylor Swift with Joe Alwyn. But I mean, you never, you never know. Maybe I'll get a call from GQ. Maybe they'll be like, hey, we're looking for somebody to interview him on the record. That I would totally be down GQ, for. GQ, are you listening? <laughs> they might be. Um, you never know who's listening. Um, okay, so in conclusion, <laughs> after after all of that, <laughs> I don't know who Maddie was talking about in his recent rant. Um, I gave you guys three options. You can decide yourself. 
choose your own adventure. Who, who, what was he talking about? <laughs> we don't, we'll never know unless he comes forward and tells us. Um, the next topic is Bella Hadid. Fifty high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama, every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Before we dive into the latest celebrity intel, let's talk about a different kind of drama, the kind that involves our furry co-stars, our pets. I wanted to share a message from our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, who is here to help with unexpected veterinary bills. What's that? Well, with Spot Pet Insurance, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills. You you would need that. Yeah. Saving up to 90% on vet bills sounds fantastic. <laughs> it sure is. And get this. Spot Pet Insurance plans cover not only unexpected accidents and illnesses, but also offers an optional preventative care benefit. It can help with the cost of routine wellness, vaccines, and more. Is it pricey? Probably less expensive than a surprise $1,800 vet bill, and you know what that's like. It's not pretty. Just head over to SpotPet.com for a free quote. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance, waiting periods, annual deductibles, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com forward slash sample dash policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence, American Insurance Company, or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. She posted some cryptic pictures to her Instagram account at the Ulta offices and people wanted to know what was going on. And I just wanted to remind everyone that in March 2023, I had written an email. It was an editor submission, which means I had written it myself, um, that Bella Hadid was seen at the Sephora offices. Apparently, she's trying to come out with her own fragrance line. So... That is why she is teasing Sephora and teasing Ulta. And I'm here to say I am all for it. I think that an Odu Bella would probably smell <laughs> smell pretty good. I love her style. I love her vibe. I'm here for it. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense to me. I feel like the makeup art the makeup market is so saturated, so you know, and has seen a downturn in recent years, like it wouldn't make sense for her to come out with a makeup line now. But I feel like fragrances, like celebrity fragrances specifically have been picking back up and kind of selling well. Like I'm thinking about Billie Eilish's 
fragrance um, that sort of seems to be everywhere. So yeah, I mean, Bella, uh, as you said, eau de Bella, as long as it doesn't smell like horses. <laughs> Who's wearing a Billie Eilish fragrance? She has a lot of, that she has a lot of young fans. <laughs> I think she has a lot of young fans. Oh my yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. I don't think of those people. I think, I guess I think of, of perfume as being an older thing, but maybe I'm it's, just like but totally it's out of touch. Around. I know the kids are into Sephora. It's come. Yeah. Really. Celebrity fragrances. I really think have come back around. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, yeah, I think they're happening again. Um, can I take this opportunity to plug my own fragrance, which will be oh my God. by the time this podcast <laughs> airs? Um, it's called Demois Plage, and we are doing we are it. doing a collab <laughs> with the um, perfumery called Voyage at Sea, which is a very popular brand among celebrities. So there's your celebrity tie-in. Um, but my fragrance, Love my it. fragrance is a perfume roll-on. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even plan this. I was just answering somebody's question in the Q and A. But since we're talking fragrance, um, it is the notes are tropical florals, plumeria, coconut, jasmine, lang lang, and vanilla. Oh, that is it genius. smells so People good. Wear it that. Smells like wear that. This is the ad. It smells like secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for writing that copy. That's actually like, I'm just giving a lot of free ideas here. Yeah, I love. <laughs> You sure are. That is so good, though. I mean, how, that's the perfect tie-in. Like, I love that. Of course. How good would you feel, like, rolling that It, it actually Just smells like, really sexy and, like, summer. And I honestly, like, this doesn't come out of thin air. I'm a huge perfume person. Um, I love oils because, to me, they're, the scent is stronger and they last longer. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of oils. Um, and I'm a huge fan of this brand, Voyage at Sea. And I just reached out to them. I was like, would you want to collab? And they were like, sure. And I flew to LA. I went to the store. I brought them a bunch of old perfume oils that that aren't made anymore. And I said, can we, you know, can we make something that smells like this? And she created this like beautiful perfume oil. So um, if you're listening to this and want to try it, link in bio. Okay. Um, enough about me. Let's go. <laughs> Let's move on to Justin Bieber at the Super Bowl. Before the Super Bowl aired, I posted the following DM from a non-anonymous source. Now you guys make me feel I need to, like, clarify that every time I talk about a tip because... I know who it is! (laughs) A non to you, not a non to me. Right, but people don't get that, which is, I thought it was funny that you brought it up. People really just think that they're just, like, anonymous to me. This is a non-anonymous source to me. Um, Wrote the following message. A close family member has been working for the halftime show. Confirmed. Alicia Keys, Little John, Ludacris. Justin Bieber is supposed to perform as well. He has a dressing room and equipment on site, but he hasn't been at rehearsals yet. Okay, so since this was posted, we do know Alicia Keys, Little John, and Ludacris performed. Justin Bieber was supposed to perform. I saw headlines yesterday saying that um, he denied wanting to perform like they asked him to perform and he said no and that is actually not what I heard um my source told me the following quote allegedly there was a plan in place to include Justin there was a version of the show that paid homage to their famous past performances together and there was a lot of hope it would come together but in the end Bieber didn't seem to really commit to doing it and they had to move on without him 
So I think what happened was he had all intentions to perform. When push came to shove, he wasn't at rehearsals and, you know. That sounds right to me. That sounds totally right to me. I mean, why wouldn't he be on stage with Usher? Like, that makes perfect sense. I do want to just mention that I have, I interviewed both Usher and Justin Bieber for the Rolling Stone covers. And I have a funny Justin Bieber story. Okay. I can tell yeah, you if you want course. to hear it. Which is just, I would, in, in brief, and this doesn't make me look that great, but like, I interviewed him. The publicist was always there. Again, multiple places, Atlanta, L.A., blah, 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 blah. Finally, it's going to be the sit down. He made me wait for like five hours. He felt so bad about it. He gave me like a card and like a tiny little, you know, stuffed animal that I'm sure his mom bought or somebody bought in like the four seasons. This was in the four seasons in L.A. in the um, gift shop. And they're like, okay, cool. You're going to do the sit down now. And they leave. And he was at this point 17. So it's me and Justin sitting together. So I, I, you know, I asked him all the like general questions about his life and God and Selena and like, you know, sort of like magazine profile questions. And then I was like, what is your position on abortion? No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you didn't. And he was like, oh, I'm against that. That's killing a baby. I'm against that. And I was like, well, what about in the cases of rape or incest? And he was actually very... No, you didn't. I'm not saying this. This doesn't make me look good, but I did it. And he... You know, and my justification, just so we could be clear, was I was like, look, he's 17. Every girl in America is listening to him. We have a right to know what he thinks. He's like, you know, the the... The son of, like, a born-again Christian. Remember, like, this is a guy who grew up with, like, not even, like, baloney in his refrigerator. I mean, they were poor, poor, poor. And he has these really serious ideas. And I think you see now he does really have serious ideas about God and morality and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we have a right to know what he thinks. Anyway, I just want to say he was very thoughtful about the this question. And he was like, you know, I don't know if I can answer that. I'm not sure. And I was like, good. But anyway, there was an outcry after it because that maybe was not like the coolest thing to do to a 17 year old. Uh, Yeah, I was. I feel bad. Sorry, Justin. Yeah, I was just going (laughs) to say whatever gave you the right idea that you should ask a 17 year old their stance on abortion. him you know about like yeah you know North Korea I mean I, I thought Korea. I was gonna play it as a well I was gonna play it a little bit as a gag like what does this guy even know about but then I did this more serious question anyway there were like op-eds afterwards like she should never have asked this and I felt very on the hot seat about it and now I feel sort of like a jerk about it but point being Justin Bieber and Usher you know Usher was critical to Justin when he was growing up. he They were very bonded. Usher also is, like, at some point in the Super Bowl, did you hear Usher be like, Mama, they told us we couldn't, yes. I couldn't do it, but look at me, I'm here. And I was like, nobody ever told Usher ever he couldn't do it. He was a child star. No, I, 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 I thought that too. I was wondering, like, wait, was he getting a lot of heat before his performance that maybe he wasn't deserving to be at the Super Bowl? Like, I didn't understand where that came from. Maybe that was like a Taylor Swift thing. Like people thought, you know, I should just have Taylor up here or whatever. By the way, he was incredible. I thought like, let's have a renaissance of Usher because I hope everybody remembered how good he is. Um, 
But I'm sure Justin was going to do that. I feel terrible for Justin. Like, I feel like he went through this horribly hard time of being, like, a jerk and Caligula and drugs. Or, well, I don't know if it's drugs. Maybe I cannot say for sure it's drugs. But, like, just, you know, partying. Yeah. Right? And then he finally, like, pulled it together. And now he has, like, some weird health problem. And he seems really depressed. And I don't know. I just feel for the guy. It's like, again, child star. That's hard. It's a hard life. It is a hard life. After and that. I feel the same way. I have a soft spot for Justin Bieber. Um, the, day, the night before the Super Bowl, somebody was at Delilah in Las Vegas. And he was performing or DJing. And they said that they heard him say to somebody and say how long before I fulfill this contract like I think like he was like ready to leave this is what this person is alleging I don't want to you know say that I I don't have video I don't have audio of this but I do have a picture of Justin at the party so the person was there and I also have video of the party um sounds sounds right right. but and then this person also (laughs) alleged that he got sick behind the DJ booth um so I I don't know what's going on with him. I, I think he still probably struggles on a daily basis. I will say that there's a horrible, horrible, horrible rumor circulating right now that people are up in my DMs asking me about. I don't even want to repeat it because it sounds so ridiculous. It's about Haley and, um, you know, cheating. I, I just want to say I think it's bullshit. If you guys are wondering if I'm going to address it. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to get into it. It just it's so ridiculous. It's from a blind item. Um, But yeah, so my point is, I think that all intentions were for him to perform. And I think it was a last minute decision. That happened. I don't I don't think it was something that he, you know, said two weeks ago sorry man I'm not gonna be able to make it at the Super Bowl I think that it sounds like he had intentions of being on stage with Usher so I don't know maybe maybe next year he'll be headlining the Super Bowl we hope I I love I love Bieber's music same also did you see that 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 TikTok there's a bunch of videos of him covering SZA's snooze so no. good he's so, so, he's still I mean, he's just very such talented. a fantasy yeah 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 i agree um i have another little piece of gossip from a non-anonymous source um they said that they heard that Ludacris was at the sweet super bowl party barber barber shop i don't know which party that was exactly and he was allegedly talking some smack about usher And I said, what was he saying? And this person alleges that apparently there's some real jealousy there. Like Ludacris feels like he should have been the one whose career got bigger and he was the one who should have been headlining, but was implying that Usher knows which asses to kiss. Mm, I don't buy that. That's not right. You don't think it? You don't think it? Ludacris's career is doing great. He's getting like... You know, however many mil every single movie for the Fo- for the Fast and the Furious franchise, like he became a part of like the one of the biggest franchises out there. I don't know. I think he's doing absolutely fine. Why would he? What would he have to be jealous of Usher for? Maybe he feels musically he's not doing as well as Usher. Just mm. you know, had a residency in Las Vegas. I feel like that's like the pinnacle of careers these days all these celebrities taking up these residencies 
But it's really hard work. Like it pays fantastically, but you have to, A, you have to live in Las Vegas, which no offense to Vegas, but it wouldn't be my first choice personally. And B, you have to perform like every single day. And, you know, that can get boring. It's arduous. Like what if you get sick, X, Y, or Z? Whereas if you're getting paid so handsomely for a huge movie, like you have a couple weeks on set, I mean, depending on how long the shoot is. And then, yeah, you have a ton of, press obligations for the tour but it's not it's it's not as physically taxing as a Vegas residency I don't know that's just my opinion (laughs) yeah um I don't know again this is like hearsay gossip that Luda was not happy but I thought that he I thought his performance like kind of made the whole Super Bowl performance like when he came on and started rapping I was like that's when I kind of got up out of yes, my seat. Yes, every millennial like, got out. <laughs> every yeah, millennial got like, out of their seat. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Went back yeah. to middle school. Was transported back to a middle school dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, another p- another piece of gossip that's floating around about the Super Bowl is there was a Twitter account claiming that Kendall Jenner refused Bad Bunny into her suite at the Super Bowl because Devin Booker was in there. I don't think that sounds accurate for two reasons. Um, First of all, Bad Bunny was seen canoodling with a Kendall Jenner lookalike this past weekend, this past weekend. So before the Super Bowl at San Vicente Bungalows, um, this woman's name is Tatiana Perez. And she kind of does look like Kendall Jenner. I think that there were paparazzi pictures of her, but she wasn't identified. Someone in my DMs is alleging that her name is Tatiana Perez. Bad Bunny was seen with her. So that's one reason why I don't think it's true. The Twitter user is claiming that they were working at the Super Bowl and they heard over the walkie talkies that Bad Bunny wanted to see Kendall and she said no. Now, I was speaking with somebody who was at the Super Bowl who is not an anonymous source. It's a, it's a real person who was working there. They said that if that was said over the walkie talkies, everyone would have heard. And nobody else has this, this piece of information, but this one Twitter user. Um, Also, everyone wants to know if Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner interacted. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if they interacted. There are no pictures of them together in the suite. There are pictures of them both in the same suite, but just not next to each other. Um, So I know that that's something that's making its way, making its rounds around social media. And I just think it's BS that she would say no to Bad Bunny. And I heard that they broke up on good terms. They even hooked up after they broke up. So I don't think that there really is any bad blood there unless something happened between New Year's and the Super Bowl and now she's not happy with him. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, I feel like it sounds sort of BSE to me as well. Like, I mean, Super Bowl's big place. Like, are you going to really be like, hey, I'm going to walk. I'm Bad Bunny. I feel like walking my whole entourage over to Kendall Jenner's suite. You know what I mean? Like, he's not walking. It's not easy for him to walk around in there already. He's got a bunch of people with him. Like he, no, you're just like going to where you're, you're sweet and like hanging out with the people you're hanging out with. Um, I do think it's weird that Devin was in her suite. Like I do think, I, I don't know. I mean, who knows who 
like really whose was it really maybe it was somebody that would have invited him but it sort of implies that she invited him and maybe they're just like on good terms no 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 no. it was mike rubensweet and he's like a big player yeah so he's a big player like in hollywood and uh sports so okay so they could have just yeah exactly um, another rumor that just dropped before we started recording this podcast. I don't know if you ladies had the chance to see it. TMZ is reporting that Taylor Swift accused of removing Kanye West from Super Bowl. They are saying that Brandon Marshall on his podcast said that he heard Kanye was purposely purchasing seats right in front of Taylor Sweet for the big game. Now, this is why I, I don't think that's accurate. Like, maybe that was Kanye's, like, mental plan. But this is what I heard. I heard the NFL had her location on lock because they didn't want it to leak which suite she was going to be in, which exact suite. Um, there was a chief suite that ended up just being the Mahomes, and then there was the suite that Taylor and her family and friends were in. So how would have Kanye known where exactly she was going to be sitting to be able to purchase those tickets? Logistically, it just sounds like a whole load of BS. That's all. That's all. That's all I have to say about that. Um, People are asking if Taylor is going to be at the parade, which I believe is tomorrow. So by the time this podcast comes out, we'll know if she was there. But someone in my DMs, um, said that the Super Bowl parade planning committee says that she won't be on Travis's float, um, but they secured a space for her and her crew in our union station where the rally af- after the parade happens. The city is expecting it to be huge since the weather will be nice. So we'll we'll see by the time this episode comes out. I'm sure there'll be a million pictures of that. Um, everyone also probably wants to know, like, you know, more Taylor intel i feel like we saw every move she made so there's not really much else to add to that somebody at the chiefs after party um who was there told me there wasn't much to report it was just a really good time taylor was asked but refused to go on stage at xs though xs was the club um and i think we saw that in pictures like Travis was up front on stage and she was kind of like behind him. But I thought it was nice that she was asked to go up and she refused. Like she was just giving him his moment. Yeah. I mean, my question is, where is this all building to? Like, what what are we, are we? A proposal. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm going to say. I've said this a million times. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have my suspicions, but if you guys want to speculate where you think it's oh i don't know oh god i have no i mean i no. well what do you okay my part i mean i just keep thinking of that clip from the kanye taylor bit of like i'm this close to overexposed i'm like she is this close to over she is she's actually sailed way way past overexposure yeah so are we like building towards another reputation type album is that what this next album is going to be? Or are we just sailing towards a Super Bowl halftime performance from her? Or is she, oh God, running for office? I don't know. <laughs> I think she's just living her life and is happy. I'm not a Swifty. I have not followed her career. You ladies probably know more about her than I do. If you guys 
want to check out. How many parts do you have? I started to listen to part one. It literally starts with Taylor Swift in CSI, which I didn't know. (laughs) I didn't know she was in it. So I actually appreciated that information. But how many parts do you guys have to your Taylor Swift? It's like four. It's four parts. Yeah. I mean, it's basically going through like how, how she had, you know, how reputation was sort of the part where we thought like Taylor was sort of gone, but she seems to win every single time you think she's down. And that's how she's been able to have such longevity. Like just this marathon where like every, at every point you think like, okay, you can count her out. And then she's back. Um, I mean, I feel, I, I think that it's a genuine relationship. Like I think she wants to, get married and have kids and she's at like a natural point now where it seems like that could happen and she might just be like the world also wants me to do this like and that's not to say she's like a conservative person who just like dreams of getting married because I don't actually think that's really true but I could see it really going that way you know and finally say like okay maybe I'm gonna take a step back for a second I mean she cannot keep touring like this like at some point you could be like okay I just redid all my albums like it's over right <laughs> uh I think she's a workaholic and I don't totally I, I, yeah. somebody just asked me on a podcast I was on they were like when does it end like for her and I'm like she seems like a workaholic and she knows that these millions of fans are like hanging on her every song I I don't see her packing it in anytime soon Right. Well, she's also going to like, if she gets pregnant, then all the songs are going to be like about being pregnant, first trimester, second trimester, you know what I mean? Like, so, but I agree that she seems genuinely happy and it doesn't feel fake, like in that way that everybody was saying at the beginning, like, oh God, of course you guys are doing this. And he does seem very thirsty, you know, to me. But I feel so like he's like, always been like that. <laughs> right. That's, that's just, just his who he personality. Is. I mean, listen, back to the comments um, on my Instagram posts and other Instagram posts, like people are have been saying vicious things about her and him. And it's like I'm all for people having their opinion, but I just like I feel like I want to start this movement. Like, why can't we just have like, you know, smart discourse with each other? Why does it have to be name calling and attacking each other? Like, why? It's just really, it's very disheartening to see. I don't know. You guys probably aren't as immersed in it as I am because of my social media accounts. But I have to tell you, at the end of the day, it's like I'm scared for the future (laughs) of this world. But, you know, the way people, the things that people are saying, I just like want to urge everyone to just try to be a little nicer in the comments and not to attack one another you know, where does it get you? You know, there, I, I've seen people give very thoughtful discourse on Taylor and Travis. And then I've seen people just attack. And it, it it's I, I delete I delete nasty comments as much as I can. But, you know, I posted a picture of them kissing at the end of the Super Bowl after they won. And I mean, some of the comments I was like, why is there so much hate? I don't get it. I mean, maybe, you know, I think people just need to log off once in a while and uh, go go touch grass, as the kids say. <laughs> as the kids say. Um, okay, we're ending with a head scratcher. I do, I, I do not have verification of this. In fact, 
I don't know how true it is logistically. And after I read it, I will tell you why. Um, Somebody sent me a message this weekend. Again, non-anonymous source said a certain Irish king and his prom queen are mingling at a New York City bar. And I said, Paul, like Paul Mescal. And they were like, yes. And I said, who's the queen? And they said, Florence Pugh. And I said, what bar? And they said, Sweeties in the East Village. And I said, were they making out? And they said, no, but they were super close. Definitely looked like they were a thing. Now, Florence Pugh has been on a Dune press tour. Uh, Currently, the cast is in France, or maybe by the time this comes out, they'll be in another country. She wasn't with them. So I don't know if she stayed back in London or if she is in New York. Um, I'm here for this couple is what I'm trying to say. If it is true, that's it. That's all I got. I got nothing. I got nothing on this. I don't know what to say about I that. I got know, nothing this, on this, this Irish is, Listen, <laughs> yeah, this is like, this is the puzzle pieces that um, sometimes I have to put together. This is like a real... this is a real time look at it because so I had to go to her Instagram see if she posted her location of where she's been look on you know paparazzi website see if there's been any paparazzi pictures of of her on Friday or Saturday what country or what what state she was in I couldn't find anything uh so maybe the fans know if or this could have been a Florence Pugh lookalike but how do you look like Florence Pugh I feel like she has a very distinct look yeah I don't know that's right. Sad. This is a call. This is a call for your listeners to to tap in. Yes. To get eagle eyed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they come through. They come through. They're they're the backbone. They're the backbone. They come through. Um, we are out of time. Thank you, ladies, so much for coming on, Vanessa and Natalie. Oh my God! Thank Tell you. Tell everyone where they can find you. Your podcast, Infamous, is very informative. Like, not only do you guys just like you guys don't sit th- sit there and shoot the shit. You break it down. You have receipts. Um, I was listening to a couple yeah. episodes today, but your podcast infamous, tell everyone where else they can find you. Do you have an infamous Instagram account? Uh, we, well, it's put out by this, uh, company called campside media campside S I D E, not the site. And so it's got all of our different podcasts there. I also made one for cadence actually about the fall of Victoria's secret, where we interviewed tons of models and, and, and the angel and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Infamous is like a weekly show where we break down everything from Gwyneth's ski trial to the whole Kylie Lipkit situation. It's usually stuff that we've reported on or we know people who know a lot about it. So you get like fresh tea as well as the full story. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. Please come back. Thank you and for having us. Thank you. Us. You're the best. Oh, my God. So iconic. Thank you I so much. I look forward to so more plage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, Talk to you later. Bye. Take care. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. This has been a production of Cadence Thirteen, an Odyssey Studio. New episodes of Do You will air every Thursday. See you next week. <laughs>